one another. Now, this, this series, for those that, that haven't been here or those that were here but might have missed it, the series, it, it focused on the mutual responsibilities that the community of faith holds toward each other according to biblical instruction. Um, God calls us to a life of uh, one anothering. I made up a word. One anothering. That, 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 that is the people of Christ, his body being present to share both in the privileges and in the pain of, of life in him together. Uh, you have someone to share this life with. God desires to shape us in our encounters with one another. Uh, in, in a way that prepares us for our calling in the world. Uh, so we looked at what, what goes on inside the, the walls of the church gathering. Amen? Um, we, we looked at uh, loving one another like Christ. Uh, we looked at serving one another with, with our gifts. Um, we looked at loving one another like God's family is supposed to love one another. Um, Last week, uh, uh, Brother John came and he he talked about forgiving one another. Um, And today we're going to jump into why and how we should be considering one another. Considering one another. And it it means something, something something important, but we're going to talk a little more about it. Considering one another. I, I, I want to, at the, at the onset, I want to let, let folks know that if you have more questions, there are, there are over 50 uses of the one another phrase. I have a document with a lot of the, uh, the, the uses of that one another phrase. If you are interested in looking deeper into one another uh, in, in, in the scriptures. Um, and also, we, when we talked about serving uh, with gifts, serving each other with our gifts, um, we, I'm, I'm available to meet to, to discuss what that looks like. What what's your gift? What your particular gifting may look like, and how it could be useful in serving one another uh, in the body here in the local church. Amen. So um, let's change. Let's turn to to Hebrews chapter ten. Hebrews chapter ten. Hebrews chapter ten. We're going to. Uh, I'm going to drop in at verse 19, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, Hebrews 10, verse 19. Now, maybe a familiar passage of scripture, we have visited it before, but this is... uh, Additional insight that the Lord wants us to have. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, let me read. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider 
how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. All the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's pray. Father, Father God, Lord, we, um, we thank you, Lord, for your word, the opening of your word at this moment, Lord. We pray that it would bring light and life, Lord, uh, that it would draw us close to you and your will uh, for us, Lord, and for your glory. Um, let us be shaped by it, Lord. Um, give us uh, uh, tender hearts to receive it, Lord. Uh, we pray, uh, give uh, clarity to preach it, a fresh anointing to preach, an anointing to receive your word, Father. Pray your grace and blessings over all gathered here, Lord, over those that are uh, witnessing, Lord, uh, via online. God, your blessings be with them. Um, Lord, I ask uh, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because you are my strength, you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Yes, it was, it was uh, in the recent Olympics, in case you, you haven't had a chance to check out the Olympics that just passed, the world's most decorated gymnast. Y'all know who the world's most decorated gymnast is? Simone Biles. The world's most decorated gymnast withdrew from the team competition in the middle of the Olympics. Now, even though she cited uh, medical and mental issues as the reason for stepping back, some question if she should still be uh, 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 called one of the greatest of all times. She received more medal than any, medals than any other gymnast of all time, but the greatest of all time. They, they want to know, can she still be called the GOAT? Um, uh, after her uh, withdrawal from the event, does she still... Uh, she should still hold that title. Uh, others, others showered her with support for, for her being willing to guard her mental health uh, and, and what was happening with her, which she knew about. Um, now, I, I was thinking, besides the credibility of a stellar, uh, of stellar, uh, of a stellar performance record that she has that, that makes it clear that she's not just someone who flakes out and doesn't show up. Her actions after withdrawing demonstrated for me an even better picture of greatness uh, after she withdrew. I, I, instead of, uh, uh, you know, some people might, might quit a thing and then they don't want anything to do with it, right? But I, I, instead of turning away from her team and, and hiding somewhere from all of the negative attention, Simone became her team's advocate, their cheerleader, their supporter. Um, she, she came out alongside of them and she shared words of encouragement with them. She cheered for them and she even served them by bringing out the trays of chalk for their hand as they would participate in the rest of the events in the Olympics. Her actions to me in this situation give a picture of, of, of what believers are called to live out for each other. Um, it, it's, it gives, a, it gives a, a, a picture of what we're called to live out for each other. And, and um, the title of the text today is just considering one another. 
considering one another. Um, Even when she was going through, she was considering them. And because of her considering them, they were considering her. They came alongside of her. They hugged her. They thanked her. The, the, the one anothering of the fellowship is God's plan for living out his purpose until Jesus comes. The one anothering of the fellowship is God's plan for living out his purpose until Jesus comes. Um, Hebrews, we, we dropped here in the middle of Hebrews, just a little backdrop on Hebrews. It, it, it was written primarily to Hebrew Christians who were probably facing some severe persecution. They were going through it. In the, in the face of this persecution, um, they needed to be warned, and that's what this letter does, to be warned against apostasy and unbelief. They, they were, in other words, in danger of, of second-guessing their decision to follow Jesus and being tempted to turn back away from him. Uh, they needed to be reminded that Jesus was superior to anything they could ever turn back to. He, he is greater than all their past messengers, whether it was Moses or whether it was the angels. Uh, he's more perfect than any means of, of covering sin they can come up with. And he surpasses even the old way that they had of limited access to God through any priest or any holy place. In a, in a nutshell, the writer argues that no matter how bad it got, they should never go back because Jesus is better. Whatever they can turn to, Jesus is better. Think of the thing and the answer is Jesus is better. I, I, there's some maybe in the, in the fellowship, maybe some in the community, anybody I can run into, whatever they're trying, I can tell them that Jesus is better. Jesus is better. These weak and, and suffering believers are encouraged in, in Hebrews to trust Christ with a firm, strong faith. Stick to it. Uh, after, after giving many examples and, and details to support the claims that, that the writer makes about Jesus in chapter 10, uh, he goes, he urges the believers now to take full advantage of the benefits that Jesus provides. He's better, but, but, but what good is him being better if you don't participate in what he's provided that's better? Um, uh, because of faith in the person and work of Jesus, they should confidently now approach God, living securely in the fact that Jesus has made them able to be in his presence. Did you hear what I said? He's made to, to be in the very presence of God, now unto him who's able. As a demonstration of the, of the believer's position and, their, and resources through faith, hope, and love, the writer directs them to, to draw near to God first, hold tightly to what they claim to believe, and lastly, keep each other in mind. Keep each other in mind. Uh, they, he didn't want anybody running off like it was a solo mission. 
we, we're going to get to it. He says, and, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Uh, up to this verse, it seems like everything has been focused on the individual, uh, the individual believers, their, their posture toward God. Each individual, how, what their posture is toward God. Reading the text with, with, with our modern way of seeing, our modern day eyes, it, might, it, might, it, it may have been easy for us to miss or not think about the, the plural used over and over, the plural us, us, us being repeated. Many of us uh, 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 have, been, have been taught to accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Amen? Uh, uh, and he is that. Amen. We, we have a natural tendency to think about how the scripture tells us each to relate with him. Uh, we, we, can, we, can, we consider ourselves, but now after emphasizing um, even even before em- emphasizing, we have a, a a a different view of community than than Eastern cultures. The cultures that that, that first the ones that first heard this letter uh, of Hebrews, uh, they wouldn't have thought of themselves individually like that. They would have thought of themselves collectively. Um, although faith decisions, it does have to be personal. You do have to make a, a personal decision. The writer here, he points our attention to the community of faith, which he's also a part of. Everything is us, 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 us. So he emphasizes the us drawing near and, and the us holding fast. And then he literally says, then let us consider one another. That's what it literally says. Let us consider one another. And with this word, uh, consider, uh, the, the hearers, they're challenged to now look at each other, to, to see each other, uh, um, to, to notice one another. Uh, intentionally, to pay attention to one another. To, to, to put their minds to one another. That all of that is consider. It is not, it's not just a, a, a passing thought. It, it, it is, it's taking time to, to, to look into someone else, one another. Uh, here, here, these folks are, are facing the pressures of living a life for God in an ungodly world. And they're being told to to carve out now mental space for their brothers and sisters in the community of faith. Uh, They already have a lot on their plate. Uh, Of all the things that that grab our attention uh, and our focus in a given day, what percentage do we have left to turn our thoughts toward the community of faith? After you done thought of all the things that you got to take care of, you done thought of the bills and the job and the, what, what percentage do you have left to now think about Sister Donna, Sister Yael? What, what percentage do you have left? Um, other, than, other than persecution, these Hebrews basically have the same concerns that we have today. Work, family, Friends, 
fun, faith. Uh, of course, they, they, they don't have the distractions of all the electronic devices that we have, right? So they have a little more um, brain uh, space left because they, they don't have TikTok, right? But, but uh, um, even with us having those other things in common, for them, here's the difference, for them, faith was the overarching concern in their life that, that all other parts were folded into. So, so, so faith was the umbrella. It wasn't the afterthought. It was the umbrella that, that family was under, friends was under, work was under. Everything was under faith. And so being asked to look at community wasn't a stretch to them. You know, as they, as they considered how to navigate their lives within their faith, the writer points them to community. And, and we, we, live in a, we live in a time, in an age now that, that, that uh, it's a fierce independence. It, 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 it places high value on, on personal accomplishments and independence and, and achievements. But the scriptures call for a different worldview. When we open, this, when we open the scriptures, we're, we're opening a, a whole new world. Uh, it's a different worldview. Um, the, the, the scriptures, they, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem strange. I'm going I'm to try to get us to this view. It's, it sounds strange and it's going to seem strange for a moment, but we need to get into this mindset that the scripture is calling us to because it's the same mindset that Jesus wants to have us in. Yeah, okay? Um, instead of instead of where um, instead of where we watch, watch this instead of where am I going to go eat uh, at, after after the church today <laughs> what what will I what will I watch later what should I do tonight uh, uh, what what color should I buy uh, instead of, instead of instead of those things. Um, the call is to carefully consider God's people with a certain purpose in mind. It's a shift of, 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 our, of our thoughts <laughs> away from us to, to, to each other and one another. The, the goal is, here's the purpose of, of, of considering. The goal is having a community or a fellowship that's stirred up for God. That's the goal that's stirred up for God. The question could be, be, uh, 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 could be considered, what would, this is what you, you're thinking about, what would rouse my brother or sister into faithfully engaging the things that honor God? Uh, into love demonstrated in good works. You're considering, you're, you're thinking about what 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 could help Jake get stirred up for good works, huh? But how could I? How what what could what could what could help uh, Sister Linda get 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 mixed in with some good works? My thinking, the thinking is different here. Um, and this word stirred up. Stirred up. Uh, we we we, we kind of know what it sounds like. Stirred up, mixed up, right? It, it, it had it has some it has some negative sounding attributes. It's it's like when you stir, you think people stirring up trouble. 
right? Uh, stirring up uh, uh, strife. Um, it, it, it has the sense of a sharp contention and, and a, a debate, an argument uh, to irritate, to irritate. And, and although brothers and sisters in the faith might irritate you, uh, amen. <laughs> just me. I'm not saying nobody here irritates me. I'm just saying <laughs> that 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 it could happen. Uh, 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 they they might irritate each other. We might irritate each other at times. Um, that's not what the this is calling for when it uses that word stir up. Um, Paul says in First Corinthians chapter thirteen that love because we, we're stirring up toward love and good work, that love is not irritable. Didn't he say it? Love is not irritable. So, so, so picture this, this stirring up as something that, that motivates or spurs somebody into action. It's that kind of stirring up. If it's trouble, it'd be called good trouble. Huh? Uh, listen, so, so if, if, if you ever, put it this way, if you've ever had or seen a personal trainer. I don't know if anybody's ever had or seen a personal trainer. It could be a coach, it could be a personal trainer. You, you know that they're always pushing for one more of whatever you're doing. Give me, give me one more sit up, give me, give me one more push up, give me one more lap. They, they're always pushing for one more, uh, one more something, amen? Um, but then the fact is, however you're feeling about them pushing, the fact is you'll never do as much on your own as you would with that trainer. Because that trainer's always, they, that, that trainer sits around creating plans and thinking of ways to get the best out of you. And, and, and this, is what, this is what the writer of Hebrews is saying, uh, how we should be considering one another. Uh, we, should, we should be sitting and, and thinking of ways to get the, the best out of each other. Um, but but in that, with, that, with the trainer, the only thing that's different is here in, in the body of Christ. It's a mutual thing. What good things can we share with one another that would help us move towards fulfilling God's will? What can we share? The scripture gives us two important actions that, that need to uh, happen in order to have the stirred up community that God is looking for. Two ways uh, not, uh, not to just uh, consider, but to be considerate to one another. He says in verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as the habit, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This strategy, look, look, look at the strategy. If, if we're going to consider one another to the point of stirring up love and good works, there has to be contact. There has to be contact. The, the gathering, uh, uh, the gathering, this meeting together, this assembly uh, was an important uh, 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 title that represented the people of God coming together. Um, the guy, it wasn't just, it was never meant to just be some, some optional auxiliary part of the faith. It, w- it was seen as an essential part of the main thing, the gathering. 
There, there, wasn't, there wasn't a such thing as a, a, in, in this time as a Christian that didn't get baptized and a Christian that didn't gather. It, they, they didn't, those words didn't go together. And so, and so he's, here he, he's encouraging this. There's something, something happens in the intentional gathering of God's people that, that's not like sitting for a cup of coffee with a friend. That's good, but, but it can't replace what God wants to do in the assembly. He, 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 he names the assembly uh, to represent those that he gathers and those that gather uh, to him. Um, so, so first, the writer says to, to be not neglecting. The writer says to be not neglecting. That, that word neglecting, it has the sense of, uh, of it, it's not just something you forgot to do. It, it's, it's a willful abandonment or desertion. It's deserting. It, it, it's, the, it's intentionally, continually ditching the assembly. Huh? When, when not any of y'all, but there was, there's some kids that sometimes they do a thing called ditching school. I know y'all went every, y'all had perfect attendance. I can tell by looking at you. But, 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 but uh, um, this is a, this is a, this is a ditching of the assembly of God. The first audience that, that was, was likely, um, they, they had issues going on. The people who heard this word, they had issues going on. They were facing persecution for their faith. When they accepted Jesus, as Christ, as the Messiah and Lord, uh, they were shunned, they were excommunicated. Some Jewish families held funerals for them as if they had died. So becoming a part of the church, it was no, it was no casual uh, or comfy experience for them. It, it, it was a risk, it was a, it, it was a sacrifice that, that they made um, knowing that Jesus was better. But so with the desire, them having a desire to kind of alleviate some of the pain and loss that they experienced from coming to Christ, some considered and others began turning away from, abandoning the fellowship or the local gathering that identified them with the body of Christ. People didn't have to guess if they were a part Maybe I'll stop. In, in, in underground and in hidden locations, uh, they, they go and do it anyway, risking life and limb just so that they could come together 
with the assembly. Um, and then I, then I thought I came closer. I said, let's, let's look at the church in our nation. In our nation. And what might cause us to obey? world system over the biblical priorities found in God's word. God calls us to a lot of things and and, and a lot of things he doesn't call us to. But he calls us to the assembly, the gathering. Now, of course, you know, to be fair, I I know that there there are other things like, like church hurt. That's a big word today. Church hurt. Um, uh, that's the perceived or, or real mistreatment by some in a local faith community. Church hurt. And, and although it may give a reason for removing themselves from that community, it, it should never exclude a believer from being a part of any assembly. You might need to move out of a, out of, out of a place if the place is not right. But it doesn't mean you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Y'all looking at me strange. Your boss mistreats you at your job. You walk out and say, I'm never going to work again. No, you don't do that, do you? I, I'm never going into a job again because my boss mistreated me in that job. No, it, y'all laughing. It sounds, sounds great. That's what happens in church. I don't like the way that pastor spoke to me. I'm never going to back to the church again. The whole church? <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> in, in the, he says, don't, don't do. In not abandoning or deserting the assembly, the believer is essentially... This is what they do when when they choose not to desert, not to abandon. They're essentially being more considerate of the others in the assembly than themselves. They're they're one anothering. Um, The text calls them to this. One anothering. I I mean, think think about um, even even your call. Go back to the job. Y'all, I don't keep taking y'all to work, but listen. The, 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 the call-out procedures at a job, you know, someone is actually less likely to call out if they know and love the people that the extra burden is going to fall on. They won't, just, they won't just bounce. If their friends, their loved ones are there, even if they don't feel like being there, they'll go there and they say, I don't want this weight on them. Now, if there's people there that they don't care for... They could, I won't be in today. <laughs> but 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 this is this is this is we're, we're called to one another, and so there should this we should know and love the people that are there. Say and say I have I have I have, a, I have a, a responsibility to them. Amen. I I give myself an amen. 
Uh, the, 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 writer, the writer makes it clear uh, to this group and us as we consider one another that the gathering should not be neglected. Um, and and <laughs> hold me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> prior, prior to let me let me I'm, I'm going I'm going to keep it I'm going to keep it in, keep it in the Bible lane. Prior to because because if you can't if you can't catch it in the Bible lane, you're not going to catch it in in Dwayne's lane either. <laughs> so 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 prior to the to the establishing of the church, Jesus had the habit of gathering with the assembly weekly at the synagogue around prayer and the reading of the scripture and the teaching of the word. He he gathered, he was the most holy that ever walked the earth. But he still, the the scripture says in Luke 4, 16, he said, as was his custom, as was his habit, made it into the synagogue. Each week. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Somebody said, well, that's Jesus. Nobody can be Jesus. Um, In in the book of Acts, we see disciples gathering with the body frequently, frequently, uh, daily at times. In in the homes, in the temple, and, and on the first day of the week. And they would gather for prayer and to uh, give attention to the apostles' doctrine, the teaching of what Jesus gave to the apostles for the church. They would gather and break bread. They were, they were gathering. They were together. The local gathering, it was never without purpose. If they were, to, uh, uh, if they were um, uh, going to live out the new life, of faith that they've been called to and face the opposition of the world which demanded that they go in another direction they needed to do it together it's essential uh, uh, and and this that in that meeting together it will provide an opportunity to stir each other up in that meeting together it provides the opportunity to stir. It, 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 it's not what God has in mind for us just, watch this, to, to assemble without thought for one another in the assembly. You hearing this? It, it would miss the meaning of, of this command for the church to only come together, sing songs, listen to a sermon, and go home. Considering, considering one another means getting involved in each other's lives. Uh, they, there's no way to stir up or spur without making some form of personal contact. An assembly calls for that. Um, we, 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 get to, we get to hear how much Paul valued being with the fellowship in, in Romans 1 and uh, uh, verse 12. Um, he says, he was praying and he says, He prayed this, he said, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. I long to see, that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, uh, both yours and mine. I I wish I had time to to, to, to dig into that, but believers are, uh, there's something to be expected 
in the gathering together. And Paul says, I expect it. I expect it. And, uh, and, and I want to share it. Believers, they, we're also called to encourage one another, right? As a, part of, as a part of considering one another, we encourage one another. Um, and this is it's more than just uh, uh, cheering, cheering somebody up. Uh, that we're called to encourage them. We, we see from Paul's prayer here that, that it's the, the mutual sharing of the faith encourages. Somebody uh, uh, sharing what God has done in them uh, brings encouragement to someone else. And then that someone else shares what God has done to them, bringing encouragement to someone else. It brings encouragement, this mutual sharing. Um, and, and again, it, it's, it's something that's just expected in the fellowship. I, I, isolated Christians who don't participate in this kind of mutual uh, encouraging have a tendency to grow lukewarm. <clears throat> you know, you know if, if, a, if a fire is not coming in contact with other flammable, flammable material, it'll soon go out. Is that right? It needs other flammable material. We, we, we are that material one for another. Um, this, this, this encouragement that believers are called to share, it, it, comes from a, it comes from a word that's used over a hundred times in the New Testament. Parakaleo. That's the word, parakaleo. It has the idea, and I'm sharing this word because it's important. It has the idea that, that, uh, of being called or coming alongside someone, providing the needed support to accomplish a thing. The paracolette, coming alongside someone uh, uh, to give the needed support. Both Jesus <clears throat> And the Holy Spirit are described by the, the noun form of this word, the parakletos. They're both described by this word. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, uh, 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 they're, they're described uh, as coming alongside of us as advocate and comforter. That's what they, that's how, that's encouragement, right? As advocate and as comfort. When you stand before someone that you got to make a case for and you know you're guilty, you need a good advocate. Huh? When you're going through things that you can't deal with or handle on your own, you need a comforter. Um, it, it's all wrapped up in this word. They, and, they, and Jesus said, uh, he said, I, I'll be there. He says, he says, and when you don't see me when I, uh, for, for a little while, he said, I, he said, you know, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'll send you one just like me to comfort you. That's the word, <laughs> encourage. It means a lot more. You see it now? Bo, bo, uh, 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 and, and, and here, now the church is called to come alongside each other uh, for, for the needed support of being inflamed for love and good works. The church is called to this encouraging uh, 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 work. Uh, and, and, and no matter, uh, let me clear this up, no matter how strong uh, someone seems, they are never beyond the need of this encouragement. No matter how strong anyone seems, uh, 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 
big, burly, boastful, brawlic Peter was bragging about how he was going to do this and that for Jesus. And Jesus said, really? He said, I got to let you in on a secret. Satan has asked for you. He wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to break you apart. He said, but I pray for you. Jesus, Jesus had to encourage him that, 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 when you, that, that your faith won't fail. If Jesus hadn't prayed for Peter, Peter would be gone, but, but they were in a one anothering. He was alongside of Peter to know that Peter was about to get busted up and he needed to, he needed to have that so that he could still stand. I, I hope y'all are following me here. Look, um, uh, um, so, so, so uh, some people will, will never, uh, uh, some people will make their, their need known. Some will make their needs known. I'm thinking like, like the little boy, their need for encouragement. Like the little boy who said to his father, let's play darts, daddy, I'll throw. And you say, wonderful. He needed encouragement. And some, some people will make it known. I, I, I'm going through and I, I, need, I need encouragement. While, while others won't really let it be known. They, they won't really show it. But, but part, of the, part of the beauty of the assembly is if we are present and considering them, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be known. It'll become known. You'll see it. But, but I, I encourage, I want to encourage all of us, I want to encourage all of us to be encourageable. To let, let, yourself, let yourself be seen by the assembly so that you can be encouraged. Is that all right? Be encourageable. Uh, um, another note, we're almost done. Another note is, um, is not to confuse criticism with encouragement. <laughs> They're not, they're not the same thing. And, and even when you try to uh, uh, put a word on front, in front of it, what's that called, a modifier? You try to put that, come on teachers, um, you try to put that word on front and say constructive criticism, because we're so bad at it, I'd say just leave it off. Because uh, uh, um, usually one, uh, 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 when, when it comes to criticism, um, it, it, it pushes away. But when it comes to encouragement, it draws others close. Um, um, the last thing is, is that the writer expresses the urgency of our considering one another in these ways. There's an urgency. So, so, so this is not like uh, 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 when you learned algebra or something in school that you say, I'm never going to use this. Now the writer says, there's some urgency in, in, in what I'm, I'm, I'm bringing, bringing before you right now. Um, you, you know, we often operate, when it comes to faith in general, we often operate as if we're dealing with unlimited time. I'll get to church next week. I'll call somebody uh, next week. We we operate as we're dealing with unlimited time, but just one serious look at life around us should give us a reality check on that. There is death 
whether expected or, or unexpected, uh, there's an end of opportunity to act or carry out assignments in this world. There, there, is, a, there is a checkpoint to it. The writer said, there's an urgency. He said, do it all the more urgently. Um, more, more than there just being a, a, a natural checkpoint because we're human, um, uh, there's, there is also an expected and certain end to every worldly endeavor that's fixed by God. <clears throat> God has a date in his date book that everything stops. And so <clears throat> uh, here, here the writer brings, brings this day up before the people. This, this day is sometimes called the day or the day of the Lord. And, and that day mentioned here is the time of Christ's return for judgment. Jesus has spoken about it in, in many parables. This, this is, uh, uh, we live like we have unlimited time, but, 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 at any moment, at any moment, if we are a part of this faith, we need to recognize at any moment, we, we, could, we could be standing here, we could step outside this building, we could look up and Jesus Christ could crack the sky. At any moment, come Lord Jesus. At any moment, so, so there, there's not this unlimited time. And, and Jesus, when he walked with his disciples, he tried to get them kind of prepped and like to be thinking about like this thing is going to happen. You need, you need to be focused and paying attention. This thing is going to happen. He, he would give them parables and, and Jesus questioned uh, what he was going to find when he returned. Would he, would he find, peop- uh, 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 would he find uh, people being faithful or would he find people being foolish? What was he going to find? Many of the believers in this time and most of the believers in this time, they lived expectantly waiting for his return because things were hot for them and, and they said he got, he got to be showing up. They, they desired to be, to be found faithful when he returned. So, so this scripture, it, it, it would have had an impact on them. They, they would have remembered say, that day is coming. We need to hang in there. We need to be faithful to what we claim that we believe. Um, and we need to live out what he's called us to live out. So, so, so uh, the, the, the writer says that the approach of Jesus' coming, he says, it, he says it, is, it was as plain as the day dawning. The same way you could see a day dawning. You know it's not night anymore. He says that's how plain it is that he's coming. The, the Hebrews should have been able to see it because uh, of all that was taking place around them. They should have been able to see it's like it, it, it's on the horizon that this day is on the horizon. Um, and, and since we know the day that that Hebrew speaks of is closer now than it was then. How much more should we take the encouragement of this scripture to heart? That this day is even closer. That, that, that we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't get to say, maybe next week I'll start one another ring. We should be able to see that the time of Jesus' return is getting close. 
It's getting close. It's near. We're closer now than we've ever been before. 